Badger Hockey Insider Barry Richter, and our guy Strobes. Associate Head Hockey Coach Mark Strobel. Hockey season is here. Morning, boys. Morning. morning. What's going on? Strobes, you need a, I think, did we pick up a walk-up song for you, too? Was it Led Zeppelin? Uh, no, it's something. I think it was the Doors. Oh, the Doors. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. the backdoor man. Strolls are big backdoor man. Oh yeah, we know about that. Doing good. Doing, doing great. great. Doing great. Excited. Good to be here and excited. The season is upon us. Uh, it is crazy to think about Strobes. I mean, it seems like yesterday you and I were just you know setting records out at the average Joe in June, and now here we are, you know, with a uh, a matchup. How quick do, do things move? You know, once once summer gets rolling and, and and the guys get back on campus before you get to this first game. Yeah, well, this one was unique, uh, having gone up to British Columbia to play two exhibition games, and we were allowed ten practices uh, prior to that. So we've been going. Uh, you know, for us. Um, I think it's been a good tool to have uh, to, to execute that this year and uh, integrate the freshmen quickly and see what we have as far as line combinations, goaltending, deep pairs, and special teams. So um, definitely like what we see, and the boys worked hard this summer, that's for sure. And, Barry, he mentioned the freshmen, and I obviously want to get into the games this week and the season as a whole, but, you know, people didn't follow the offseason. One of the, the biggest recruiting halls ever for a Badger hockey offseason. I mean, number one recruiting class. you got multiple first-round NHL picks. I mean, this is like uh, these cats hit the mother load, didn't they, in the uh, recruiting trail last job. year? And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's that's what it takes. It takes a long time and uh, in, in, in terms of the coaching staff getting on campus and getting the wings above them and then uh, just recruiting and pounding the pavement. And I know uh, with Coach Strobel, Coach Osiki, and Tony, these guys work really, really hard getting out there and now a little bit of a fruits of the labor showing. Got some highly touted players with some veterans, so I'm really excited. This really reminds me of some good teams back in the 90s, 80s that had some really yeah. skilled players, but also had some third and fourth year guys to help with some uh, stability. So, Strobes, I got to ask you what you do during the offseason. Richter and I, we go to concerts once in a while, and yep. you bail on us when I come to <laughs> Dude, you missed Greta you miss Greta was rocking, Strobes. Strobes. Come on, man. I've heard that. I, again, I'm probably working too much. That's all. <laughs> but. <laughs> with with what we had going on with the BC trip, I think for us it was uh, you know we had to just change our schedules a little bit. And then there's constant recruiting uh, with USHL camps and uh, Buffalo had uh, U15, U16, U17 select camps. Um, I did a camp in Denver. I did a camp in University of Minnesota, and then we had three weeks of our own camps. And then the draft happened, and Jesus. Next thing you know, we were up in British Columbia playing two games. So not much of a um, off season for me, but <laughs> no kidding, you know what? It's, it's well worth it, I think, and you'll see that uh, happen on the ice and in the classroom and in the community this year with the with the character that's been brought in. But also, you know, n- not to disregard uh, uh, our junior class that's coming back. Those guys have been here two years. They're excited. They want to win. They're competitive. Uh, Wyatt Kalanuck, our captain, Tarek Baker, an assistant, Sean Dugan, assistant. They're really going to be our leaders. They're going to be the guys we're going to lean on. Um, that has seen the culture change, that has set the culture now to hold the new guys accountable. And I thought we had a strong sophomore class. This freshman class, uh, again, has been well-received, integrated. They're highly, highly competitive, and they are skilled and fast. So I think you're going to see a Badger hockey team this year that's tenacious. Uh, They're going to be very competitive, intense. We're bullish on the point. And uh, Daniel Lebedev, for sure, and and Jack Berry are going to have to be uh, 91, 92 percent in the goal, you know. So uh, I love it, man. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Eves. Uh, uh, we're talking no, with Mark uh, Strubble, associate head coach, and, and and Barry Richter. So Barry, I mean, the the the, the rankings we talked about number one. You know, g- give us some of the names we saw. A couple of these kids uh, drafted uh, high in the NHL draft. Like, give us some of the rundown of this uh, this recruiting class that's coming in. Well, you look at Caulfield. Uh, you know, he broke all the you know, Patrick Kane's records and uh, at the USA program. I'm very very highly touted as a quick release. I mean, Strubble's probably knows more than I do, but because uh, I've always only watched uh, tape of the guy, or maybe just seen a couple games here and there. But uh, you know, having him with just a, a, a knack for the net, you know, is, is unbelievable. There's also uh, Turcotte. You know, I think he went fifth overall this year with the Kings. And you know, some people might have said that maybe he wasn't going to come come to Wisconsin, go right to the NHL right away. So you have some players that can probably play in the NHL at this point in time. And I know Montreal wanted Caulfield. You know, there's always there's a lot of excitement up in Montreal, and especially with these guys going up to Vancouver. I mean, the Canadian hockey is like NFL times ten. It, it it literally is like NFL times ten up in Canada. Yeah. It is nuts. 
Dylan Holloway, undrafted kid, very young kid, just turned 18. So that's another exciting player that you're going to be watching. I think I believe he's wearing number four out there. That's correct. Yeah. And uh, and then you throw the mix of the defensemen. I'm really excited for the D to get another year under their belt. Some really good D of Keandre Miller, a first rounder. You know, Josh S. Inamoto. Um, Emerson, who's very solid, unknown, and not unknown, but he's just not, he's not flashy, but he's really strong defenseman. So you throw it in the mix. I'm really excited uh, for what's going to happen. These guys obviously go on the road here, uh, taking off uh, tomorrow and, and heading out east, and they're going to play a really good team in Boston College. Oh, no question. And, and they, they have their own, uh, you know, talent uh, of first rounders as well. They had a really good class. Uh, uh, you know, with Spencer Knight, a goalie who was drafted in the first round. Uh, Alex Newhouse was a first rounder. Um, they have Matt Boldy, who's a first rounder. So we're we're going to match up well with them. I think in the end, what it's going to come down to uh, is goaltending and special teams execution. And you know, for us, um, I really like our power play. I think our penalty kill is going to be much better, and our, our goaltending has to be, you know, uh, the the best penalty killer on the ice this season. And um, just keep moving forward, but. Um, you know, again, I go back to the leadership has to be consistent, and um, for us to integrate the uh, the young guys here uh, early and often, you know, they got to kind of uh, open their ears and listen too to what the uh, upperclassmen have to to say and and lead by example. Uh, in the end, they're still freshmen, so for us, um, you know, again, we our Barry was right on. I really feel the same way that this team has the ability up front and on the point where it's a mix of. Uh, guys that can outskill you, outchase you, out to uh, you know, out uh, I guess com- compete you, and then we have um, you know our, our hard nosed you know physical uh, you know centerman now wingers that can just uh, physically manhandle you too. So it's a good mix. I'm excited about this group. Strobes, when you're out recruiting, by the way, when do you sleep? When you're on the plane, you sleep when you're dead. When, when do you, when do you sleep? No, you did this this morning, morning we had to recruit in. Uh, you know, obviously can't see names or anything, but a, a, a young young guy in and his mother, and had to get them to the airport uh, by about 5:15 a.m. Were you the chauffeur? So, yeah, I was a chauffeur. No Uber. We we're, we drop them <laughs> off ourselves, man. It's all about relationships, and so I don't get much sleep. Maybe on the plane, but um, you know. When you, when so you when you're t- in British Columbia, are you on like one of those like single engine like little like propeller planes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do yeah. you sleep on that thing? Uh, oh, you can't. You, I mean, it's, you're white it's, knuckling it yeah, throughout the whole time. You're watching the movie alive on replay, first, saying which yeah. guy am I going to eat first <laughs> when this right. plane goes down? Well, I think right. the options are pretty limited on the plane, though, right? <laughs> Oof, man, I'll tell you. Yeah, Is there an in-flight movie on this one, stewardess? Yeah, they play airplane. I think just trying to laugh your way through the next thirty-seven minutes of. So shaking. Strobes, when you're out recruiting, um, are you looking for a specific kind? Are you looking for a leader when you're out there? Are you looking for a guy to fit up a certain hole in your team? Or what are you looking for when you are recruiting? Or is yeah, it just me, talent? Me, no, me personally, um, you know, you have criteria. And then we, we what are our needs? And, um, you know, what, what do we need to replace or feel like we're going to have to replace? But, you know, character for me is is number one. And then I, I study the player as far as his uh, thought process, his hockey IQ. Uh, his skating ability, and then his uh, just, you know, play with and away from the puck, you know, and he has to have a high compete level. So there's about four or five criteria I like to check off, but character has to be, you know, number one for me that he's a team guy and that he wants to, uh, you know, push himself to be great, but also, you know, help others around him be great and uh, make sure that the um, the competitiveness that he's going to bring in or intensity he's going to bring in is, is on and off the ice and in the community. So, yeah, it's all encompassing. But we cover a lot of ground, and, and you know, we're looking for Badgers all the time. And things happen today's recruiting game where uh, kids change their mind. Um, you know, they want to, you know, for whatever reason, uh, have an oral agreement. And then sometimes uh, right up until the NLI, it might, it might change. And, you know, we have things like academics, too, that, uh, you know, they got to adhere to to a high level to get into our school. So, all those factor in, but man, I love it. I love building this thing out here, and um, it has been a lot of work. But I think you're going to see a lot of fruits of the labor this year, and and you're going to see that continue on here. So, fo- so for the folks listening, Strobes, like how early do you start in the recruiting process? Hockey seems to be a different monster than maybe football or basketball. Like, how early are you looking at these kids? You know, uh, just to try to get their 
idea yeah. where they are and, and, and commitments. Yeah. I mean, I it's sort of crazy. It's really early. It's a lot earlier than it is. Uh, and depending on where you're at in the world and you're having to battle a little bit with major junior hockey up in uh, Canada, uh, it can, can be as early as 14, 15 years old. And, and uh, that's not fun all the time, you know, as kids continue to grow and develop as people and, and you know, adolescence through puberty to, to being a young adult. Uh, a teen age. You know, yeah, it can be, it can be challenging that <laughs> we're way. Still, so. We're still waiting for Nelly to hit puberty stroke, <laughs> so we deal with it every day. Yeah, like, is tomorrow's good, your buddy. day, Nelly. That's a good-looking mustache. You know, a lot of times it's wait and see. You know, if you do get an oral commitment, then they have to continue to uphold their end of, of working out, growing, you know, uh, getting better as a player and, Certainly through their academics and nutrition and, and behaviors, they gotta, you know, hold up their I got a, the I got a question well. when it comes to like a guy that could probably go to the NHL right away. When when he is in that locker room, do people gravitate towards him or is there an ego about it? Or is it how do you all depends who it is as a human yeah. being? As well that's person, why you go for character you know? first. Yeah. Well that's yeah, a great and, question because when Barry Strobes was saying, you know, it's it's a different animal. Totally different. You know, yeah. Jonathan Taylor gets you know drafted in the yeah. NFL. He doesn't come play three years at Wisconsin. Yeah. He plays here at Wisconsin, then he goes to the NFL. Yeah. You got guys in your locker room that are 17, 18 years old that are soon to be millionaires. Like how how does that <laughs> dynamic work out inside well, a college again, hockey? You have locker to be room? mentally tough. Often for us as coaches, I think we have to continue to keep them in the moment, you know, and uh, focus in on the W is first. If you don't take care of this uh, space in time, the next spot you're going to go to uh, won't be as fruitful. And so for us, you know, we work with a mental skills coach, and um, he's been outstanding to keep guys grounded, humbled, uh, focused on the moment. Hang and, on. and Did you say a mental skills yeah, coach? Yeah, Pierre Did that DeBar exist when you guys were, that no, exist we didn't have one, nope. Uh, I, I, our mental skills. Yeah, it was called the College Club. Other. That yeah. was your guys' mental skills. <laughs> it was, it was called Miller Light. Yeah, the inmates <laughs> running the asylum. Coach. Yeah, and he's been he's been fantastic at just you know working on meditations and and focusing on you know kind of uh, guys getting their brains right and resetting if a bad play happens or something's going on off the ice. And you know to me it's all noise. You know uh, we worry about things we can't control a lot of times and. For us, you know, especially this season, you know, working with him the last couple of years, I think it's going to pay off. And, you know, for us, it doesn't matter who scores the goals. It doesn't matter, you know, uh, who's getting the credit. For, it's it's Wisconsin. It's uh, growing the program. It's making sure you're, you know, when it is your time to produce for your teammate that you're going to do it at the highest level possible and, and everyone gets the credit. And, no. and, and usually things will take care of you themselves. You said go meditate that. on something. Could you imagine when you guys were playing, like laying some dude out in the boards and you had to go, i got to go meditate on this tonight. <laughs> it's definitely a different way of thinking yeah. today. I, I, I love it as a coach now too because so many things happen with officiating and you know maybe an injury and you have to just be calm in the moment. And, and I think, again, if you lose focus, even for a three- to four-minute span, you can see you can lose a game and – and it gets guys rattled, and so for us, especially as a staff, you know, we got to be the ones that are read the calm in control. Yeah, no matter what's going on, and and it and it certainly has helped in my life too, uh, professionally and personally. That's so cool. I, yeah, I I, cool. I enjoy it. But to have these kids learn this early and often, and and now young. They can, it's something they can have the rest of their, their lifetime. Really cool. Yeah. Visit, visiting with uh, associate head hockey coach at Mark Strobel, former Badger great Barry Richter. So, Barry, you know, we talked about the number one recruiting class. Now you got to get to the next part of that, the expectations for this season. You know, people always talk about, you know, new, when you get to that kind of year three, year four, that's when you really start to see it. And, and Strobel's kind of said it, the, the fruits of the labor. I mean, I would think this is the year, and Strobel's can speak to it too, that, you know, there's probably pretty high expectations both in this city and, you know, nationally for what this hockey team can do this year. Right. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's uh, nothing that uh, the coaching staff and Coach Strobes have been hiding from. They're actually embracing it. If you've been, you know, reading the clippings and reading their press conferences, they're they're excited about it. They know that they've uh, worked very hard to get to this point. This is the point that they've wanted to get to in terms of bringing in top-notch players, but also have a great mix of veterans that you know that are going to be there and show the leadership. So. You know, the fans expect a lot, Wisconsin hockey. I know uh, my buddy here, Strobes, I mean, he expects a lot. I mean, it's just the way it is, and that's what, uh, as he's talking about, you bring in the players that are going to bring that to the table and bring Badger hockey to the forefront. So they're really excited. I, I mean, can't embracing wait. it. I think uh, what we need is a lot of fans to come out and support the team. You are going to see a high-level team out there, very entertaining to see uh, players that will be in the NHL in a year and two years, 
And at the same time, we're going to see a great team overall uh, concept. So very exciting for the fans. I'm excited to uh, see him in two weeks. Duluth, uh, we're oh, a week and a half. Oh, number one ranked team Duluth in the country, Strobes. Strobes used to coach there, so he knows, uh, he knows the program a it's little bit. It's called the Strobel Grudge Match. The Strobel. The Strobel. We got to print some T-shirts. Forget about Greasy Goals. We're going the Strobel next week. Yeah, we had Greasy Goals last year. We need something this year now. The Strobel. I mean, we got to start That's with the Strobel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do need you guys need to watch your homework assignment, Strobes Barry. I mean, Greasy well, Goals Strobes was badass. Busy man enough, as yeah, well. oh, no, all right, Barry. Good. We good. need like a, a, a hashtag for this uh, this hockey season. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll have to work on it, boys. <laughs> great to see you. Badger hockey is back. Boston College, Merrimack this week and then next week. We got to fill the Cole Center, number one ranked team in the country. Uh, Barry, you'll be back with us next week. Yeah, yeah. It bad. is I'll Wednesday. You, it's yeah. hockey season. Yeah, there they are. Thank, Thank you, you boys. <laughs> Are you nervous, Packer fans, about playing the Lions on Monday night? <clears throat> Just straight up, are you worried that the Lions are going to beat the Packers on Monday night? Well, think about this. Yes or no? Uh, Matt Patricia swept the Packers last year, and he also said, I think yesterday, that he's nervous about Aaron Rodgers because of the extra motivation of, them, of the Lions sweeping them last year. And the last four times there at Lambeau, they beat the Packers. That's so I crazy. Would, I would say to me, yes, if, if you want to put that Twitter poll in the field, Evo, just I want to just say yes or no. Are you nervous that the Lions are going to win on Monday night? Yes or no. Do you have the history? The Lions, we don't think about this, but you're right. Some of it is the Brett Hundley ex- failed experiment of two years ago. Some of it is on Aaron Rodgers. Some of it's on Mike McCarthy. Uh, but they have not played well against Detroit in a very long time. Factor in the Lions are coming in with the second best record in the division, and their one loss was by four points to the Chiefs when you could argue either the officials or Lady Luck stole the game from the Lions. They had two fumbles inside the one-yard line, including one that was returned over 100 yards because nobody blew the play dead. Everybody stood around. The Chief player just picked up the ball. Actually, it was Brashad Breeland, the former Packer, and ran Otherwise, the Lions are coming into this game undefeated. So I would say there should be some nervousness about uh, playing this game on Monday. All right, I just threw it up. Are you nervous about the Lions coming into Lambeau to face the Packers for Monday Night Football? Yes or no? Tweet. There it is. Go um, get it. Are you, uh, let me let me ask uh, both of you guys, are you at all uh, nervous about some of this stuff? You just <laughs> said the Lions have won five in a row. Um, they are, you know, you you. They've looked like, I mean, they, they beat the crap out of the team that gave the Packers their only loss. They right? should have beat the Chiefs if they, the refs didn't hate the Lions and they didn't fumble in the one-yard line. Uh, the, Remember that game? Right. The, the Packers' loss is against the Eagles, correct? Yes. Their one loss. The Lions, the week before the Eagles played in Green Bay, went to uh, Philadelphia and absolutely humiliated the Eagles in that game. So the one loss the Packers have... The team that they're playing on Monday night handled them earlier this season. Now, you can always do that. Well, this team beat this team, and this team beat this team, so therefore my team's going to be your team. Like, you can get lost in the weeds doing that. So I, I'm somewhat hesitant to pull the the Lions beat the Eagles, the Eagles beat the Packers, so therefore the Lions are going to beat the Packers. But it, it, I think it illustrates to the point that the Lions, I didn't think they were going to beat the Chargers. I didn't think they were going to beat the Eagles, and I didn't think they were going to keep it within two touchdowns of the Chiefs. They beat the Chargers, they beat the Eagles, and as you mentioned, and we've talked about, they really gave the game away against Kansas City. So, they should be undefeated. They should, yeah. Um, when I think about the Lions, they are such, they're such like an enigma wrapped in a riddle because when you looked at the preseason, like name one skill player that you know you would you would probably one of the worst team. in the NFL. You couldn't even know, no, you could even name a skill player on it. Now yeah. you're looking at like, damn, are they actually getting it done? But how many times have we seen the Lions start the season hot then fade at the end? But you got to throw in the fact that Devontae Adams is week to week with that, you know, that turf toe injury. That's a lingering injury. Darnell Savage Jr., the safety, was in a walking boot yesterday leaving Lambeau Field. Could be precautionary. They haven't really said yet, but he's in a walking boot. But Lindsley is in concussion protocol. Jamal Williams is in concussion protocol. Um, Aaron Rodgers was basically a game manager against the Cowboys. There's got to be game planning to stop Aaron Jones. There's a lot of things that you raise your eyebrows about the Packers and you look at the Lions like, how are they doing this? I'm nervous. So you would vote yes, or you are going to vote yes uh, in this poll. How long can the 
How long – so the Packers were so one-dimensional against the Cowboys. It was Aaron Jones. The defense still gave up 560-something yards. Do you think Aaron Jones can have 100 and – how many yards do he have? 180 – 182 total yards. Do you think he can do that again in four touchdowns? I would say no. What's Aaron Rodgers going to do when he can if Devontae Adams doesn't play? Uh, he will uh, – if, you know, if he doesn't have a run game, he will have to – I mean – I think he had a. I think he had a pretty good game. I think we got too. We get. We we focus too much on stats. But at the end of the day, you have to score to win. He didn't throw a touchdown pass. So the Lions' defense has been uh, very good. So again, yeah, I think the question is is fair to say. Uh, and you're right about the Lions at the end of the season. But here's the difference: we're it's, not at the end of the season. No, we're we're in week five uh, or week six. The Lions have been usually a hot starting team, and this season's no different. So. You also have Detroit coming in on a bye week. You have the Packers who played on the late afternoon game on Sunday and were ravaged by injuries. So in theory, the Lions will have hardly any players out with injury. And we don't know about the likes of Corey Lindsley and Darnell Savage and Kevin King, who are three big-time players, and obviously Devontae Adams, who's maybe the biggest player outside of the quarterback. So, yeah, there's a lot of questions going into this game uh, on Monday night if you're a Packer fan. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Aaron Jones named uh, NFC Offensive Player of the Week, by the way. Well, so Nelson, I, I saw that. Uh, so I, I know Nelson. You're not usually a, a, a <coughs> supporter. You're more. You're, you're more of uh, right down the middle. So no, I'm uh, not nervous at all. I'm more intrigued. I mean, it's Week Six. You're right. That, that's correct. Yep. Yeah. You're you're, you're four and one. Why why should you be nervous? Even a loss here, you go to four and two, and there's plenty of season less. I'm intrigued to see where both of these teams really are. I mean, you have you have Detroit coming off a bye. And there's that. Matt Patricia gets extra time to prep for the Packers. Matt Patricia being obviously from the Bill Belichick tree. He's going to try and take away your best player. I feel like he's going to try and take away Aaron Jones, like you said, because Devontae Adams probably doesn't play. Detroit already has good corners. Who's Aaron, who's Aaron Rodgers going to throw the ball to? They, Matt, Matt LaFleur is going to have to scheme something up. And also, like you said, Joe, Packers have a ton of different injuries where you're kind of like, are the, is this guy going to play? If he plays, what percent is he going to be at? I'm more interested and intrigued to see how this game plays out more than nervous for it. Because even if you do lose, you're 4-2. and two. Yeah, I mean, and that, I guess nervous, not as in nervous like it's going to start to derail the season. Yeah, I'm not going like, to uh, start pulling my hair. Right, out. nervous as in you're maybe not, you know, as good as the Lions or maybe the Lions are better or maybe this division is going to be a, you know, a back and forth and, you know, again, now seasons change 3 4 times during the season. But again, this would have certainly been one of those games uh when Ooh. you when the schedule came out where you go down and you say W L W L. Uh I think that most people I think nine out of ten Packer fans, when the season started, would have said this was one of those games you can count on a win. It's the games like Kansas City and the Chargers and going to Minnesota coming up I got that it. you circle. I, but now you'd have to put this game in that category of I don't know that you can automatically give this game a win on Monday this night. This is going to be Aaron Rodgers' breakout game of the season uh, Monday night against the Lions. I, I, I just figured it out. What does Aaron Rodgers love to do? Find ways to motivate motivate himself. He's still pissed off about Alex Smith getting drafted in front of him, right? He reads the newspaper clippings and he gets mad about it. Who punked Aaron Rodgers after he couldn't chug a beer in the Milwaukee Bucks oh, game? Oh, yeah. Matthew Matt Stafford. Stafford took to Twitter and chugged a beer in Rodgers' face via social media after Rodgers' terrible attempt at sipping a chugging a beer. Aaron Rodgers is going to watch that video of Stafford downing a beer <laughs> on a loop all week and get pissed off for Monday Night Football and just take out his aggressions on him. It's going to be an Aaron Rodgers game. It's good. 400 yards, four touchdowns, right. Aaron Rodgers. I like it. I'm uh, not even kidding. I would have said a month ago, this was, this is, no no game's a gimme in the NFL. You know that. But you you know you're, 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 you're the games where you more than likely say you're going to be favored and you should win that game. Certainly, when the season started, you would have put the Lions game on a Monday night game in week six as a game that you should circle. Yeah. That's a pretty – that I'm feeling pretty confident that that'll be a win. I don't know if going to Chicago is going to be a win. I don't know if going to Dallas is going to be a win. I don't even know if Minnesota coming to Lambeau is going to be a, a win. But I know for sure the Lions coming to Lambeau is going to be a win. Can you say that based on how good the Lions are playing and right now how beat up the Packers are? 
What do you think of what's your guys' thoughts on Matt Stafford? I think he's a gunslinger, but he's 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 an above average to good gunslinger. Yeah, I think he's a, he's above a, average. He's a stat guy. He he he's a he's where fantasy football and real football have a disconnect. He puts up good numbers, but he never wins when it matters. I mean, he's never won a playoff game. I think they've only been once. He's he's a guy that he's like the Cowboys playing bad teams. He's the individual version of that. He'll always roll up stats, and you'll you'll like him if he's your bi-week quarterback. But when it comes down to winning a division game in week 16 or winning a, a road game in the playoffs, he's never going to win. What say you, Nelly, man? I think he's borderline top 10. Think about think about his career. I give him top. I give him like top, bottom of the top 10. He he always collects stats. He really collected stats when he had good receivers, aka Calvin Johnson. Yeah, Megatron. But what is his team always missing? A defense, and they're the Lions. He's missing a defense <laughs> and a coach. Imagine being that good without a defense and a coach every single year. Yeah, I like Matt Stafford. I just, I don't think it's his fault. It's not his problem. Yeah, I think it's. Well, what do you think of Matt Patricia then? I think he's so far. He jury's I think he's out. No, I think he's no wonder boy. Definitely no wonder boy. Mm-mm-mm. But the, yeah, jury's out. I mean, look at what they did last year. What they win? Six, seven games? Uh, six, nine, and one. Yeah. I mean, that's your first year. This year, obviously, they've. They're what do you looking... feel more sorry for, Barry Sanders or Kelvin Johnson? Well, Barry Sanders, for sure. He's, he's got to be top two or three ever, right? I mean, Megatron's a great player. I feel bad for both of them, but. I feel uh, yeah. bad for any good player that's stuck in Detroit. I think Matt Stafford's a gunslinger with just a terrible cast. Like he's like a really good actor in a bad movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. I, I, uh, yeah. I, I, again, I think Stafford's. A, I think he's a talented player. I just don't think he's a big game. You know, I, I wouldn't want him in he's the. He's never in a big game because he plays for Detroit. Right. But you also, I mean. We you, don't we do the same thing with our quarterback saying, well, if you if you're the a great quarterback, shouldn't matter. So if Matthew Stafford, oh my God. if we didn't have Aaron Rodgers, I'd take Matthew Stafford in a heartbeat. I'd back up a Brinks truck if we didn't have Aaron Rodgers for <laughs> Matthew Stafford. Oh, I, I well, I think most teams that don't have a quarterback. I'm just saying, if is he that great that you think? I mean, look, I don't, and I don't even know. Maybe the Lions are better defensively right now. I, I'm just saying, what what would be the you know the biggest reason that you would be nervous or what if you are nervous what is the biggest reason that you're nervous about Monday night's game is it that Stafford's gonna throw for 400 yards is it that the Lions defense will shut down the Packers is it that the Packers could be without four starters and it's too much to overcome like if you are nervous about this game Monday night why are you nervous I have no idea what this game is gonna be I have no clue like uh, the Packers gave a 500 over 500 yards of offense to the Cowboys, and I would take Matt Stafford. Dak Prescott's not even the same stratosphere as Matt oh, I Stafford. I think Stafford's a better quarterback. Uh, and then you know you have Aaron Rodgers, and he's labeled as a game manager after that win over the line or the, the Cowboys because that's exactly what he was. But who the hell is he going to throw the ball to? I don't. And especially the Lions have a really good secondary. I don't know. I don't have a. This is this is going to be a low scoring game. It's going to be a high scoring game. Like, did you ever think that the, that the Packers are going to be, you know, up thirty one to three against the Dallas Cowboys? My biggest I sure worry as hell didn't. would be how Green Bay scores with how their offense has looked, especially in the second half, with Detroit having a good secondary. Devonte Adams most likely being. You're going to be stopping Aaron Jones, and Matt Patricia will be game planning to stop Aaron Jones. How do you how do you find ways to score the ball? Well, that's where six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. That's where again, yeah, it's got to, it. It falls on you know Lafleur to be creative and say, look, I mean, it's not like Lafleur's a dummy. It's, it's well, not some like say a wonder boy. I mean, four and one. I mean, it's like only Lombardi had that record. Nelson, uh, you know, it's he's. I, don't you guys think Matt Lafleur's probably sitting in his office with his offensive staff saying? So we probably figure that the Lions are going to try and take away Jones on Monday night. How do we make it so that we can still get Aaron Jones a successful night? Yeah, I mean, so I mean, it's not like it's probably Lef- right in between arguing with Rodgers in his office. Oh, stop it! It's not like Lafleur <laughs> took the weekend off to get a, a wink. to get a you know he's not getting a massage today or anything, is he? Well, it's their off day, maybe. No, yeah, yesterday was yesterday. That's, that's Tuesday. Tuesday. Sorry, um, I thought today was Tuesday. All right, he what might you, confuse his days. Uh, what do you say, Packer fans? Six zero eight. Oh, dude, I have three, to bring two, one, 1670. Go ahead. 
Sorry, what are you going to say, Nelson? This mine's not mine's not. Oh, I was just going to say maybe this is his Tuesday since they're playing on Monday night, so he might be getting massage. He very well could be. Um, this makes me sick. So the Philadelphia fan base, right? What are they known for? Being smarmy. They threw well, batteries at Santa. Idiots. Like they haven't been kicked out of games for throwing snowballs and batteries at Santa. You know all that stuff. We know about Philly fans are a bunch of losers. They fight their own pro athletes. They fought the guy on the 76ers. So the 76ers were playing a team from China last night in Philadelphia. Two Philadelphia fans got kicked out. Do you want to take a guess what they got kicked out for? The NBA kicked out these fans for holding signs. One side, say, one sign said, "Anti-China." One sign said, "Free Hong Kong." The other one said, "Free HK." The NBA had these Philadelphia fans removed as they were playing a team against China. Well, yeah, the whole thing's isn't in- that in, this the hypocrisy from the NBA and their pretend woke culture is almost it's just sickening. Well, yeah, I mean the they whole bow thing. down to their overlords in China. Uh, it's, I completely agree. I mean, yet they'll crap all over everything. America. It's, it's, it's your, I mean, it's, we talked about it to start the show. I mean, it's, it's beyond obvious that it would be a D bag. It's just, it's, it's like saying water's wet. I mean, how the NBA is handling this thing. Um, they kicked out two fans for holding a sign that said free Hong Kong. Yeah, I mean that's there's this that's thing insanity. called freedom of, freedom of speech. Insanity. I mean, it's uh, I, I'm, well, it's not a freedom of speech issue. They're not in jail. It's just. The NBA is just the most hypocritical. They look like the most hypocritical league. They look worse than the NBA, the NFL right now to a degree, don't they? I think right now they're. I mean the the NFL's P, PR with the the abuse and then the the Kaepernick. Uh, I think it definitely took a hit a few years ago. I think the NBA right now, out of all the pro sports leagues, definitely has the biggest PR uh, issue. So. But I, I mean that, that I don't think that thing's going away. No. Uh, anytime soon. You know who Adam Silver kind of looks like? The Silver Surfer. A cross between Harry <laughs> Potter Surfer. and Lord Voldemort. I'm just. I've been watching Harry Potter lately. Nope. Harry Potter. I'm just bummed that Silver just what he looks like. Silver was the first. You can see it. He was the first commissioner to openly embrace sports gambling and say that it should be legal and that you should be able to bet on it and that the NBA would fully open its arms to legalize sports gambling and partnering with you know the books and the casinos. And I was so pro anti silver when he said that, and and now with this whole disaster, I'm like, this guy is just like follow he's, he's, the money. Well, he's lost me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's exactly follow what the it's money. Um, all right, follow sad, very sad. what what uh, I, it, that that's not going anywhere though. What what's going in somewhere soon is either the Packers are going to be five and one or four and two. I suppose they could be four one and one. Ties are a thing now in the NFL. I don't think it's going to end in a tie. I think the Packers will. Hopefully win, but again, the question is, uh, Packer fans, based on a lot of factors, you know, a, most maybe the biggest one being the, sh- the start to the Lions that I don't think a lot of people saw coming. Um, again, again, I don't think a lot of people saw the start to the Packers coming, but I think it, you, if you had said which is a more a bigger surprise right now, the Packers at 4-1 and one or the Lions at 2-1-1, and one, I think most casual fans would say the Lions is the bigger surprise. So what's the biggest, if you are concerned, what's the biggest concern about this game on Monday night? T. Illinois 11 on Twitch says, we're nervous about Monday's game because it's a divisional opponent and anything can happen. Yeah. Probably yeah. the most obvious answer, yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the division, we said this yesterday, with already 2-0, if the Packers win Monday night, the worst they can do is tie for the division lead, which is not the end-all tiebreaker, but it is one. You think about that, they would have swept round one. The worst they can do is finish three and three in the division. So if it ever came down to a tiebreak where, say, Chicago and Green Bay finished at 10 and six, the tiebreaker for the division would be division record. Worst thing the Packers can do now is tie for it. So that's a big motivator in uh, this game as well. All right, what say you, Packers fans? I take Packer back fans? my uh, Harry Potter comments. I think he more looks like Dobby the Elf if he stole Harry's Oh, glasses. Dobby the Elf! All right, I know this one's right up your alley. Nelly, I got one more for you on the uh, the restaurant front at Miller Park. Back to the uh, Packer debate. What do you think? Eat, drink, and be merry with Rashawn Gary. Oh, you're back. Doesn't to that your, just you're back ro- to your long rhymes? Doesn't that? I mean, he could. You know, there's not a lot of football baseball overlap. Obviously, once you get into the pennant chase, Rashawn's busy. But he could he could be there all. March, April, May, June, well, July, and into mid into he August. He won't be available in the fall during the postseason. It'd be pretty much like his career. He just doesn't show up. No, he'll be. Oof. I mean, he will be deep 
into the season, but 162 games, you could probably get, what, 130, 120 games with Rashawn being around. I mean, there's 81 home games, probably 60 of them Rashawn could attend in person at Eat, Drink, and Be Merry with Rashawn Gary. Why are you trying to throw the Packers in here now with these guys? I'm First it was thinking, Ted Thompson, now it was Rashawn Gary. Rashawn well, no, Gary's I, like a Ted yeah, Thompson. You're, you're trying to bring in an organization that is on on the rise in the Brewers, have three good seasons in a row you're now. You're trying to bring them down by bringing Ted Thompson? You're bringing two bums into this. One guy oh, doesn't have a job round. and the other guy won't in a few years. I'm just I'm just throwing ideas out. I, I still said, to be to be fair, I still think the best idea is Ryan Braun's Gummy Bear Lounge. That's still I'll my allow first. I'll Rashawn Gary can spell Milwaukee. Oh, <laughs> Do it, spell it backwards. Well, yeah, you could spell backwards. You're yeah. dyslexic. <laughs> no, you guys are rude. He is. Uh, all right, 608 321 By the way, the poll has now changed on the uh, the Packer Lions. Uh, are you nervous about the Lions game Monday night? Yes or no? Now, 54% of you are saying no, uh, you are not nervous. I believe, Nelson, you were in the no camp. Ebo, uh, you were in the yes camp, correct? As far as being nervous. And you can interpret that being nervous. Any way you want, but you yeah, I mean, it's a the... divisional, it's a division game, so yeah, anything can happen to this. You got to be a little nervous. There's a lot of injuries on the Packers. Is Devontae Adams going to play? Is Donald Savage, who was in a walking boot yesterday, going to play? It could be precautionary. Is you know Corey Lindsay going to play? Is Jamal Williams going to play? Is Aaron Rodgers going to be better than a game manager? You know, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, and Nelson, the no would be not so much that they lose, but what that even if they did lose, it's only week six that at four and two. Just at worst, you're still tied for the division lead. Like, what would be the not to, or do you just think Detroit's not that good? Or do you think Green Bay, after what they did last week on the road, are going to have all the momentum coming into this game? No, it's not, it's not nerves. It's it, I'm just interested to see how the Packers make adjustments because they get an extra day too. Now, True. obviously, Detroit got an extra week on top of that, but they get an extra day too. The Packers seem to be building each week, becoming better offensively. I want to see how it goes because Detroit does have a good secondary. How are you going to draw plays and scheme for a good secondary when you really have zero receivers? Because I don't think Devontae Adams plays. And you have a washed-up Jimmy Graham, a beat-up Robert Tanyan, and a Mercedes Lewis that was good a decade ago. So, assuming, uh, by the way, 608-321-1670, Packer fans, you want to jump on. So, that would leave uh, the, the the players that matter that left the game with injuries, you would say Kevin King, you would say Darnell Savage, and Corey Lindsley are probably the three biggest names. Which one of those three do you guys think the, the Packers would need? If it's not Adams or if Adams doesn't play, who would be the guy to say, well, we can't lose Adams and whom else? What are you grinning at? I don't think Adams plays. I don't think Lindsley plays. I don't think Savage plays. I think the only one, the most surprising one that plays is Kevin, <laughs> Kevin King. King. I know, it's crazy. Think about this. And hey, he's been doing good, though, I, man. Well, he's, he's like second in, pa- in pass breakups this year in the NFL. He was, for as many games as that dude's missed because of injury, he was doubtful on Saturday. And if you ever follow the injury report, there's probable, which they say is the 75% or better chance to play, there's questionable, which is your 50-50, and you're doubtful, which is 25% or less. He was listed as doubtful on Saturday. You know, if you're Brett Favre and you're listed as doubtful, you may be worried he's not going to play. If you're Kevin King and you're listed as doubtful, what chance do you have to play? Not only did he play, he actually had a pretty good game on Sunday. So, yeah, I can't believe well, it. He had an interception and then he left the game with an injury. Um, well, I don't think Corey Lindsley plays because pretty much the rule of thumb now with concussions yeah, is you're out, out at least right. a week. Yeah. And, so would um, you say, so is Kevin King, in the as, as crazy as it sounds, is, is Kevin King the answer of the guy that you would want on the field on Sunday? I think the he's the only one who's going to make it. So, yeah, I mean, Kevin King is having a phenomenal year, too. So just a classic Kevin King, you get an interception, and then as you're, like, celebrating the interception, you get hurt. Is that just not his career summed up so far? I think he's more valuable right now to the Packers to be on the field, too, even over Savage. And Savage has been great, but they have depth in oh, yeah, the those secondary. Those safeties are ridiculous. Where Tremont Williams can go and play safety, and he's shown even at his advanced age in the NFL, he's still at least an average player. Okay, so then let me ask but you But we guys. don't have another great corner to step in for King. 
It's just Jair Alexander and King. Those are the two solid yep. corners. I mean, Tremont Williams was pretty good filling in for King in the in the third and fourth. But yeah, I mean, I King's been been ridiculously good uh, this season. So then go back to he's Devon. been ridiculously healthy. Right. I mean, he's a good player when he's healthy. Dude just can't stay healthy. Uh, so we'll go back to Devon Adams and knowing that it's a division game, like you said, Evo, and it's important, and the Packers could cinch no worse than a you know a tie basically for the division tie break. Would you gamble? playing Devontae Adams this week if you're the Packers, knowing that, yeah, the Raiders just beat the Bears, but you get the Raiders at home. You have Kansas City coming up. You're, I mean, would you would you gamble Adams this week, or do you say sit him one more just to be sure you, you know, you've got those back-to-back road games with the Chiefs, Chargers, then you have the bye week. Like, yeah, you're going to need all hands on deck to beat Detroit. But would you would you would you risk Adams this week if he's like seventy percent, or if you're the Packers, do you say no? Screw that. If he's not a hundred, we're not going to. We'll give him one more week. Like, would how would would you be at all willing to gamble the health of Devontae Adams this week? I just honestly don't like the turf toe injury lingers. That the turf toe sucks and it lingers for a long time. It's not a good injury, and if you do reaggravate it, you can't even wear a shoe. It hurts to put a sock on. Um, if Devonta Adams is like, is he if he's close? Would you say seventy percent? Yeah, I'm saying if if he was not a hundred percent, seventy percent, and you got that little injury lingering that will just nag you all season, you're better off just taking some more rest and waiting for that you know that Chiefs game coming up or something because you're gonna need all the offensive firepower you can get against Mahomes and the Chiefs on the road. I would. It's got to be up to Aaron Rodgers and those wide receivers, man, to to step up. You got to have Aaron Rodgers not be a game manager. You gotta have him be better than that, and you gotta have like Marquez Valdez Scantling prove he's the number two. You gotta have Jimmy Graham prove again that last week wasn't a fluke, and you're gonna have someone else step up like Geronimo Allison. The Lions are gonna be planning to stop Aaron Jones. It's time for Rodgers and the wide receiving core to step up. So Nelson, would you, uh, if you, because you, you, I'm sure you, I mean you, you played in a combine with a broken foot. So if anybody here knows about playing hurt, it's you. Would you, uh, if you were Adams or the Packers? You're not a hunter, but you're saying, damn, it's a division game. We still think even Devontae Adams at 80% is worth the risk. Would you throw a less than 100% full healthy Devontae Adams out there on Monday night? Less than 80? I'd I'd probably let him sit again because turf toe does linger, and it is painful, and the only thing that really helps it is rest. Yeah, you you just can't do anything. Like You can tape your foot up a little differently with your toes and stuff, but it really doesn't. It help. feels like screaming white hot pain, like someone's ripping yeah, your toe out of worse. its socket. I still, I'm not comparing myself to Devonte Adams. I got turf toe though, and um, when I was playing soccer in high school, this was how old am I? 31. This was 12 years ago. I still every once and twice a year, my toe balloons up because of the turf toe injury. Like I can't walk for a week. You see me limping around before when I've had it. It's terrible. You just got to rest. Yeah, I, boy, it's a it's a tough one. I I mean, again, they did beat Dallas. Uh, without him, but again, Aaron Jones had four touchdowns and 180 yards. Uh, it would be difficult to think he could do that again, but it may, maybe he is that good, or maybe Lafleur is a guy that can really, you know, get the offense going. And you could yeah, for the first quarter. You could, you know, well, that's the other thing. They got to do it for more than a half or a quarter. So here's a very different approach to what our buddy Strobes was talking about. So if you missed. Uh, Badger men's hockey associate head coach Mark Strobel and former Badger great Barry Richter. We'll have that up on the uh, the podcast after the show. Uh, Strobes was saying um, that they now have kind of like, you know, they're like meditation. And it's health wellness coach. They have a health or, wellness or a he- coach. A mind coach or yeah. something like that. This would be the complete opposite of that. Did you guys see the Philadelphia Flyers are debuting or debuted a new stadium last night and the uh, – had their home opener last night. Did you guys see what the Philadelphia Flyers debuted last night for their fans at the Wells Fargo Center? Cages for their fans that act unruly. Um, so you're not far away. Really? The first ever rage room. Uh, I'm surprised you guys haven't seen this. It's like the, the opposite of a safe space? Uh, the rage room, you have to make a reservation. It's a hidden room uh, behind a wall in one of the suites where you can pay $35 to receive five minutes in the rage room to smash items with a hockey stick, including mirrors, 
TVs, computer screens, glass objects. You can go in cool. for five minutes and destroy and destroy stuff. That's kind of cool. Do you think if Lambeau Field and Camp Randall, with all the uh, sea of boozality that we have every weekend, if Lambeau Field or Camp Randall Stadium uh, built a rage room, would it be the best or worst idea of all time? To put it in Mark Murphy's office? Uh, no, not Murphy. You know, he probably oh. got nice stuff. That's why uh, I wanted to destroy and would, it. And then would you pay $35 to go in for five minutes with a hockey stick or a ball bat or whatever and destroy mirrors and TVs and dishware and old guitars uh, with bl- sledgehammers, hockey sticks, and baseball bats. Well, one of my favorite movies is Office Space, and I've always loved the oh, when they man. take that that copier or the printer out to the field and destroy it with a baseball bat and everything. And you know, di- they got the Ghetto Boys playing in the background. I would totally pay. Was it thirty five bucks? Thirty five, but it's five minutes. No problem. Okay, you and I, I mean, we've gotten into it. Five we, minutes, we, that's it. We've never left. Nelson, you're the only one of the three who's actually walked off air during the show. If you got so mad and we turned a little room, uh, we had a little office somewhere in Midwest Family where you didn't like the, the, the way that the show was going or the direction of your takes. And I said, all right, Nelson, go to the rage room for five minutes. Do you th- do you feel like that would help your, your mental stability if how we built does, a rage room here? How does the here? cleanup go? What do they, they have to bring a cleanup crew in after five minutes of someone smashing glass in a well, room? Well, what's the matter? You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, but then the next person has to come in if they pay. Well, I'm sure they clean it, and then they... I feel like they're going through a lot of stuff. That's what I'm saying. See, how about this? Better idea. In Lambo, you go down to a little, like, the, the drunk tank, but you get five minutes to drink as much beer as you can. I saw some bars doing that. $10 an hour, as much beer as you can drink. Well, I mean, we had the one thing where they hasn't. Where I was don't, that at? Uh, I'll look it up. That, 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 I know. I'd do a rage room. That'd be fun, man. I've never. I've only, I've only yelled twice in my life. Once at Jen and once at you. That's funny, man. Um, so, are you? So, like, are so you, I, never, I don't really get angry, but it'd be right. fun to be in a rage room. Nelson, you and I are, run a little hotter. Ebo's kind of that that chill man. Like, I, I get a little hot, and I, I I try to be, you know, my older age. I, have I? Whether it's in a video game, uh, or a sports game, or in a pickup basketball game, maybe I got a little feisty and wanted to uh, spike something. I, I think I've shared the story on air that in uh, one of my first apartments when I was uh, living uh, in, I think it was the Quad Cities when I was doing weekend TV stuff, we had a group of guys. We played a lot of Madden football. And there was flyers, a, you said, right? There was a wall. Yeah, it's Philadelphia Flyers. There was a wall of broken controllers, and someone would get so mad that they'd spike the controller and it would shatter. Yeah. So then we hung it on the wall, and we would document it. with we tape up a piece of paper to it, say, you know, March 9th, 9 p.m., Joe was beating Jesse 50 to nothing, yeah. and Jesse lost his cool. Or Jesse beat Joe on a last-second Hail Mary. Yeah. Joe threw the paddle against the wall. We did that with FIFA. So I've definitely broken things during sports. Uh, the 4th and 26, uh, I believe I broke a screen door at my old apartment when uh, Donovan McNabb <laughs> completed a 4th and 26 that sent the Eagles to the NFC Championship game. Mm. Um, so I have certainly broken things during sports. I don't know. Would the rage room subside if I'm at Miller Park or Lambeau Field and the, my team loses it in the last play and I'm pissed off? Do Man. I go to the rage room and spend $35 bucks for five minutes? Do I feel better? I feel like you should be able to plop down some money and spend the whole game there. Like you should be able to watch the whole game in the rage room because there's moments where you just want to. I've never broken any. I think breaking things during sports events of your own is the dumbest thing ever. Like people that like take the TVs out of the wall and smash them, you're they're idiots. Right. I've never broken anything, but I've like punched the pillow a couple times. See, I have. I would I've, love to be in a rage room watching a game though. I, that I, way I can break stuff. Yeah, not, it wasn't intentional. I mean, I was it was an intentional that I threw the paddle. It was unintentional that the paddle hit the screen of the television, put a big crack in it. So can I say I've never broken anything? No, I cannot. Um, again, does a rage room satisfy you as a, a fan if you're losing your mind over how your team's playing? You want to weigh in, 608-321-1670. Zach, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. You know, this just proves how absolutely atrocious the Philadelphia Flyers are going to be. <laughs> I, I mean, they, they have to come up with a gimmick. Now, let, let's be honest. They came up with maybe one of the worst gimmicks last year in Gritty, which, which looks like uh, Animal from the Muppets on meth. <laughs> and now they have this rage room. I, I mean, 
let's be let's be honest here. They should be charging more than thirty five bucks uh, because. Philadelphia fans, I mean, they're going to pay whatever they want because their team is going to be so absolutely terrible. That's why they fight each other in the stands. I, I mean, if it was if it was me, and they get at, you know, and the Penguins were getting absolutely housed like they did last night in Winnipeg, yeah, I'd be I'd be breaking the hockey stick. I'd be hitting stuff so hard. But yeah, I mean, they're just they're bad. They they have to come up with these absolutely terrible gimmicks, yeah. and I I feel sorry for uh, for Flyers fans that they hey, Zach, uh, they can't do anything of, on the ice. Speaking of Phillies fans, the Philly the Seventy Sixers were playing against a, a team from China yesterday in Philly, and there was two fans in Philadelphia that had signs that said "Free Hong Kong" and the NBA and the Phillies kicked them out. Oh yeah, yeah that, that's oh it's did you guys see last week's episode of South Park? <laughs> it's classic. Hilarious. It's, it's gone viral. So, it's amazing. So it's it it is that to the extreme that this is exactly what we're going over. And me talking about this on your air, you guys are now banned in China. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sure we we were a I, long I time ago, but uh, yeah, but yeah. the NBA they'll bow down to their Chinese overlords. Thank you, Zach. No, I tweeted out yesterday that uh, I believe a sequel to Team America: World Police is now in the works. I hope so. Um, I, you know, in, in the first Team America, it, it was taken on Kim Young, uh, Kim Jong Il. And now I think it would probably be taken on the NBA versus the Chinese overlords um, in Team A. So we need we need Gary, uh, we need Spotsworth, hey, we need we we need Spotsworth, we need the secret mountain you know layer on the side of Mount Rushmore. We need to call. We need a Broadway musical uh, to start the movie yeah, off. We need Team America World Police hey, Part Two. So. Uh, I, this this rage room's an interesting concept. Uh, again, would you pay? I feel yeah, like I mean, Nelson. I feel like it'd be very therapeutic for you. Oh yeah, and Nelson. you were getting the phones before Nelson. You and so Nelson, I feel like would work really good. We for didn't this. get the answer, so you've getting a little frustrated with us on the show. I've seen you frustrated, just you know, walking you're probably, you're down just the hallway frustrated right now. For, for, um, for breathing. Would that would, uh, would I mean this job or as a fan or losing a bet? Uh, would would you? Would you feel better if you had the ability, if you had a bad day here at the office and people are just in your office talking your off about innocuous political topics over and over and you're just ready to snap? Would you feel like you'd have the ability to go smash stuff? You'd feel better? No, I'm sure. But I've never really broken anything. At least not try. There was one time I chucked. I have my... that TV in my office that doesn't work. We could break. We'll just smash it next time the Brewers lose, like, a big game next summer. I mean, I think yeah. it probably is. Th- I mean, it's, it's got to. I mean, again, nobody intentionally tries to break their stuff. I mean, have I ever, like I said, in a fit of rage playing John Madden football, did I spike it down? Did it hit so hard off the floor that it bounced up and hit the, the TV screen and put a crack in it? Yes, I didn't say, oh, damn you, TV, you're going to get it now. And then I sat there and looked at myself, and I was making, like, twenty grand a year in 2003 saying, how am I going to buy a new TV? <laughs> so, of course, nobody wants to break this stuff. But if, you know, I had the ability to go out the back and take, like, a, a sledgehammer to an old, you know, piano, I might feel better that'd about be, it. That'd be fun. Oh, they had, they, 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 they had sledgehammers. And then what would be your guys' weapon of choice? They have sledgehammers, ball bats, or hockey sticks that you can rent for the five minutes. the hockey stick would break pretty quick. I'd go with the sledgehammer, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that, that seems... Sledgehammer. Weird. Heavier, do more damage, and tire you out quicker. I might, like, if they had a crowbar, I'd try to go with that one.